Spirit to speak this morning and encourage our hearts by through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this message, I'm trying to start a series on the family. And uh, I titled this message, The Family is God's Idea. Not man's idea, is God's idea. The family is God's idea. Mothers, those of you who are mothers here, I just want you to know this. Your influence on your kids will never end. Your influence on them will never end. You have to remember, the father, through discipline, may help to mold the character of the child. But influence on that child for the future is in the mother's hand. You have to influence, you have so much influence for their future. They're looking up to you for influence. So remember that. And one thing as a mother that you can do to enhance your influence on your kids, prayer. Pray for them. Talk to them. The father can discipline and help and talk, but lasting influence stays with the mother. You can listen to them all over the world. They always remember their mother. Back in my country, we have one song when I was a kid that we used, I, I sang it a lot, it's called Sweet Mother. I don't know if you, those of you in Nigeria, Sweet Mother, I'll never forget you. This. Men, they sing about their mothers. Uh, hardly hear songs about fathers. I don't know what, what's wrong with us now. <laughs> and it's always, hi, mom. Hi, mom. Whether they've made it in life or not, they always remember their mother. If they're top there and they're doing well in life, guess what you hear from them? My mother. My mother. My mother. If they, even if they're in prison, they have their tattoos on them. <laughs> Mother, because your influence is so great. This is the way God made it. And if you know it, then use it. Because you can influence your kids to become great in life. And even if they don't turn out to be great because they have to make their own decisions, they'll never forget you. It's always there. To increase your influence, pray. Pray for them. Pray for them. They never forget that you, they have a mother that prayed for them. I've listened to so many great people. Some of them have even put it in songs. I went into a room and there she was, kneeling and praying. Billy Graham's daughter, he, she doesn't talk much about the dad. The mother, mama is always for us. They don't forget. He stays with them. So you can increase your influence through prayer. There is a Spanish proverb that says, one ounce of mother, one ounce of mother is worth a pound of pledges. A pastor won't do much good <laughs> if mother is not doing a job. Your job as a mother is so important. Speak to them. Because your life 
and what you say to them would actually influence their lives. And when they hear you and they see you praying for them, he stays with them. He gives them confidence. My mama is praying for me. Like uh, a preacher said, if you're out there acting up, child, and you got a grandmother who will shut up, keep praying to God, you better give up. Because you're going nowhere. God's going to pull you in. That's the mother's prayer. So it's important that you pray. Let me read to you something uh, about, uh, that uh, Abraham Lincoln said. He said, I remember my mother's prayer. And they have always followed me. Think about it. Abraham Lincoln, in his success, he felt it was his mother's prayer that was doing it. They have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. How did he know this? He saw his mother praying. And he felt that his mother's prayer was what was doing the things in his life. So we have to pray. And he said this in addition. All that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. He called his mother. That's Abraham Lincoln. You need to speak to them and encourage them. Joe Lewis. Some of you know Joe Lewis if you know boxing. The boxer. This is what he said. I hope they are still making women like my mama. She always told me to do the right thing. She always told me to have pride in myself. She said, a good name is better, better than money. He stayed with him. He remembered what his mother said. Now this is another quote from somebody that you know what. Um, Pablo Picasso. This is what he said. When I was a child, my mother said to me, if you become a soldier, you end up a general. What you say to them as you, you speak to them and make them feel good about them, themselves and speak positive things into their life, that's what they do. That's what's going to happen to them. The mother said, you become, if you become a soldier, if that's what you want to be, a soldier, you won't be an ordinary soldier. You end up becoming a general. And she said, if you become a monk, you end up the pope. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, and you, you know, you're not going to stay down there. You're going, to, you're going up. And he said, instead, I became a painter. And wound up as Picasso, known all over, because of what his mother said to him. So the mother's influence, you are the glue for your family. You're the glue that holds the family together. The kids one way, daddy the other way. You are the glue to pull things together. And you've heard it, if mama ain't happy, no one's happy in the home. <laughs> so make sure, guys, make sure mama is happy. But you are the glue because when you are occupying your position and holding down, prosperity will come to that family. That's so important. So mothers, 
know this. Today, the family is being threatened. Half of every marriage in the United States, Christian and unbelievers alike, end up in divorce. So half of the population of the United States, half of the people of the United States come from broken families. Half of them. So what's happening to us today? It's been ingrained in us. If you're going into marriage, just say it in your mind, it may not work. Because half, only half make it. And usually people lean towards the negative. And so what's happening today, people are coming up with prenuptial agreements to protect themselves against their mate. How natural is that? And what they're saying is, it may not work. But I'm telling you, don't believe that lie. That lie is from the devil. You can make it. Even if you've had a broken family, if you change your mind and you turn to God, God will help you put a family together that will last and will be the envy of the society. And that's the God that we serve. You don't have to go with the rest of them. You don't have to believe what they are believing. Just because it's happening to them doesn't mean it has to happen to you. Just because they've lost their husband doesn't mean you're going to lose your husband. You can have a strong family if you bring God into the family. The family is God's idea. God put the family together. And because it's God's idea, that's why Satan is fighting the family so strongly today. If you have a strong family, you'll have a strong society. You have strong churches. Families make up churches. Businesses made up of families. They go there to work. So if you destroy the family, you destroy the society. So what Satan wants to do is not to come against the nation, but to come against family from the root. And to destroy the society from the family. Beginning with them. The Bible tells us, and you need to understand God's mind. This is something I'm beginning to understand. That God is a family man. He loves family. He's his idea. And I'm going to show you from the word, when you do anything that threatens family life, God reacts strongly. I mean, really strongly. He doesn't like it. And if you do what's right to hold the family together, God will pour his blessings upon your life. God loves family. And this is what it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. It says, God said, let us make man in our own own image. In our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the flesh, the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. 
in the image of God, he created him. So he's repeating the same thing. He already told you God created man in his own image. Then he goes back in his image. He created him. Male and female, he created them. God created man, male and female. He created them. But the key word that he wanted them to have his likeness. God says, I like me. We're wonderful. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I like us. And we need to multiply ourselves. That's his idea. I need a bigger family. Not just us. I want more of us. And if you read in the Bible, he says Genesis, in Luke chapter 1, he says Adam was referred to as the son of God. That was a son of God. So God was replicating himself to have a larger family. That was his idea. So he tells them he was, they were created in his image and he made them male and female. He created them. And in verse 28, there's the, the blessing. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply Fill the earth and subdue it. So God's idea is, I want more of little, little God. Please pardon my language, but I'm not saying we're God. But that's the way he wanted it. I want to replicate myself and fill the whole earth with my kind. Those that carry my likeness. That's his idea. And anything that comes against it, God reacts strongly. He doesn't like it. So that's about... Uh, God. Today, after the fall, there were no people that really carried the likeness of God himself. This was serious enough for God to go to the cross, to get back in his program. He wanted his, his people carrying his kind, having the same spirit as his son, becoming sons of God. And if he means to die on the cross, oh yes, we'll get. No one is going to go against his plan to replicate himself around the world. So after Jesus died, and Pastor George read it, Jesus rose from the dead. He said he appeared to his disciples, and he told them, go out and make disciples of how many nations? All nations. In other words, I want my kind, those that look like myself, Jesus, all over the world. His plan has not stopped. That's the way God wants it. All over the world. So he blessed the family. And his key saying is, be fruitful and multiply. And on Wednesday night, I made it very clear. If you are not reproducing your kind as a Christian, you really need to talk to God. You need to bring somebody your kind. You're not barren. When you become a Christian, God giving you a womb spiritually and you're supposed to bear your kind and the bible says if you bear your kind then god will release his resources on your life i shared that on sunday and i'm going to come back with that message because it's very important a lot of people are wanting their prayers answered but they won't do what god said god said if you do this you ask whatever you want the father is going to give it to you why because he wants to replicate himself all over the world and when you go against it he doesn't like it. Now, let me show you from the scriptures how that is. That God is a family man. 
God wanted to bless Abraham. He picked Abraham. He says, come out from among your people to a land that I'll show you. I will bless you. But this is what he says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. He says, I will bless those who bless you. That's Abraham. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So he's picking one man, but he's looking beyond that one man into every single family on the earth. Why? Because God loves the family. He loves the family to be together. And let them do the thing, his will. That's what it is. So he blesses Abraham, but he looks beyond Abraham and is looking to every single family on the earth. That gives me hope. God wants to bless my family. Just like he blessed Abraham. Through you, every family on the earth shall be blessed. Are you from a family? God wants to bless your family. But if you turn against his program, he turns against you. Because your, your happiness is not his first priority. <laughs> your happiness and what you think will bring you happiness, that's not his first priority. His plan is number one. And if you do anything, even bringing your children, mothers, doing your best to make sure that they're not, they're not, they're not only so, um, they, uh, they are not only successful in the world, in worldly things, but spiritually. If you do that, then God knows where your heart is. And the Bible says he will work with you all the way to the 10th generation. Because you are in his program. You are in his program. That's what it is. When you, when the, when you read in the book of Revelation and you see God on his throne then you begin to understand what I, mean, what I mean by God loves the family and God is a family man. This is what it's all about. Salvation is for every family. That's why the Bible says, believe in the Lord and you shall be saved. And what? And your house is family. Get it. It's the family. It's very important. And remember, mothers, your role is so important. Your role is so important. You have a place of influence to influence the man and to influence the kids as well. Amen. The man is the leader, but you got a place of influence. So your place as a mother. And if you put it in your heart, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure my family follow after God, uh, success will come your way. Even if you suddenly, and it does not seem like great success, watch out for the kids. Watch out what's going to happen with the kids. You don't know what God will do. So it's so important. God loves the family. In Revelation chapter 7 verse 9, this is God sitting on the throne. And then you have all of these dignitaries <laughs> sitting before him. Angels and creatures and all of that. The 12 tribes of Israel and the people. Then he says, after these things, I looked and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations. Did you notice this? Of every nation. Not just every nation, every tribe. Every tribe. Peoples. 
That's all families. Every family, every tribe, everyone sitting before the throne. Everyone standing before the throne, before the very throne of God, and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. This is heaven when we, this is revelation of what's going to happen. When Jesus sits on his throne, and then you got this great sea of families standing before him. So it gives you the picture. God about families. And so Satan wants to destroy family and wants to redefine what family is all about. And you cannot do that. You really cannot do that. God doesn't take kindly to things like that. God reacts very strongly when family life is threatened. In Genesis chapter 6, he says, when the sons of men saw that the daughters of men, sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, they started having, taking wives. I don't know how many wives they were taking, but that's not the way God designed it. And so God said to himself, my spirit cannot constantly contend with man. I'm tired of this. I'm going to wipe every one of them out. He reacts strongly when family life is threatened. He will react so strongly. He wipes out everyone except just eight people. Just because family life was being threatened. They were doing things that he didn't want. And so his spirit was grieved. And God says, I can't handle this. I'm going to destroy every one of them. Sometimes we have compassion. Let me let you know, there were babies in that time. Don't think there were not babies. Babies died in that flood. That God could care less. His plan was more important than anything, any other program. His plan comes out to be number one in his mind. It's got to be number one for God. And then you know the uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. God said, I'm going in there to look to see what <laughs> the report I'm getting, whether it's actually so. Why was Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed? Just because of family life. Family life was being threatened. The way God designed it, was, it wasn't going that way. They had discovered their own way that they want to have family life. And God says, no, if that's the way, I'll give you fire. I'm not going to tolerate that. You are messing with my program. Uh, and if you mess with my program, I'll kick you out. You can't mess with God's program. Stay with God's program and you will be blessed. When you buy into his program today, the program of God is to bring souls to him. A lot of Christians are praying, asking things from God and praying and praying, but they are not involved with God's program. They don't know about winning of souls. All they are concerned about is what's, what's, what's coming to them. It's me, I, and ever, all of that. It's just all selfish. They don't think about Jesus who gave himself for them. And when you don't do that, God's focus is really not on you. He has his program, his number one program, his number one plan. When you are involved in that, that's why we come to church. When you are involved in bringing souls to God, Calvert, whatever it is, then you are on his good side. He takes care of you. He takes care of you. Amen. Let me read this scripture to you. 
is, is in Psalm 128. And I'm going to close with this scripture. Verse 1 through 6. It says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy. And it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the heart of your house. Your children like olive plants around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion. Zion means the church. The Lord bless you out of Zion means the church. And may you see the good of Jerusalem as all the days of your life. Jerusalem was where they went to worship. That's the house of God, the church. May you, you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. In other words, you have long life to conclude. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Now, fearing the Lord just means taking God seriously. Blessed is everyone, or in other words, you are highly favored by God when you take God seriously. A lot of people don't take God seriously. And that's the fourth thing. You want a, a blessed family? You want your family blessed by God? Take God seriously and follow His ways. If any child will not take his father Seriously, the father has a remedy for that. If you don't take your father seriously, there's a remedy for that. God has a remedy for those who don't take him seriously. When you take God seriously, then you follow his ways. You follow the ways of the Lord. What this implies is commitment. Commitment to God. Fearing God and being committed to His ways. This following of His ways must be the goal of your life. Now, what God is saying is, when you walk, you eat the fruit of your labor. When you follow the ways of God, you eat the fruit of your labor and you will be happy. But notice, your happiness does not go before God's plan. God wants you and your family to be happy. But if you put happiness ahead of his plan, you can be happy. And if you are not happy, if you are not a, ha a happy husband, guess what you do? You make an unhappy wife. And if you make an unhappy wife because you're unhappy, you will make unhappy children. And the whole house will be unhappy. He's still called a family, but this is an unhappy family. Why? Because God is not the focus of their life. They don't take God seriously. Now, all of the planets of the earth are connected, I mean, all of the planets of the world, in our solar system, they are connected to the sun. And they rotate around the sun. 
there is a strong gravitational pull that's holding them in place. Every one of them. And they circle the sun. Now, if they lose that gravitational pull, what's going to happen to them? They will spin out into outer space. That's what happens when God is not the core of your family. You spin out into outer space. You are going to be destroyed. This planet, you see, Jesus is the son of righteousness. He is. And everything must, if you want real life and to survive and take the course, you have to be around him. Have that gravitational pull to him. He's got to be holding you and your family together or your family is going to be destroyed. He's got to be the first place of your life. He says, when you do this, you are going to be happy. When you eat the fruit of your labor, you're going to be happy. In other words, he will make you to gain from your labor. The family is going to be provided for. But also, there will be happiness in the home. There are a lot of people, they eat the fruit of their labor, and you can hear of them in Hollywood and all of that, but they're not happy. They're not happy. Many of them jump into one marriage, and then the next thing they're asked, a few days later, it's clear sign they are not satisfied with life. But with God, you can be satisfied with life. And he talked about the woman in the house. And then God talks also about the children in the home. We'll continue with this later in next, in next time. But you have to understand our place. What's the role of the husband? So that your wife will become that fruitful vine in the house. What do you have to do as a man? Notice God in this scripture is not Father's Day, but mainly addressing the family. But he's addressing first the head of the family, the man. And then the woman. What's the role of the wife? What about the children? Look at what God says about the children. How they will be like olive trees. We're going to talk about the olive trees. And how we should nourish the whole olive trees. And how they produce. When you nourish them. How you can increase the production. In the olive trees. These things are very important. That's why I said this is a family series. But let me make it clear. That when God made man. He made male and female. He created Adam and Eve, not, like some preachers say, Adam and Steve. Okay? You can't change that. One with God is a majority. This is not politics. I'm not going politics. I'm just telling you what the word says. Remember, there are a lot of uh, uh, three or four institutions on the earth. The number one institution that God placed on the earth is marriage. And God says, you do it my way or you pay the price. We're not against anybody, not talk against anybody. We should love everybody. But we do things God's way. We don't hate anybody. I am not called by Jesus to hate anybody. 
I'm not called by Jesus to avoid anybody. Jesus said, those that, are, that call themselves Christians, if they walk disorderly, don't company with them. He said, don't even, that's Paul, don't even eat with them. If they call themselves Christians and they are doing wrong, don't eat with them. He says, but I'm not telling you to do the same with those that are outside the faith. Eat with them, but don't take their ways. You stay with God. God is jealous about family. He loves family. That's why I've often said here in our church, if you have a family and you are constantly bickering and fighting in the home, guess who is behind you? The enemy. Because when the family is not together, there is not going to be real production. And God says, I can't stay here with these guys. They're crazy. <laughs> But when the family is in harmony, the husband playing his role, loving the wife, the wife respecting the husband and playing a role, both of them taking care of the children, you may not see what God is doing, but I guarantee you when they go to sleep, there are angels all over the place taking care of them. You know, I really believe no breaking. What devil is going to try to break into my home? So that, that does that mean I shouldn't be careful and lock the doors? I lock them. <laughs> but God will take care of His own. He's jealous. When you really love Him, He's jealous for you. Not jealous about just you being good in life, doing you good. He loves us. Let's take family seriously. Let's take family seriously. Let's stand up this morning. I'm going to ask our mothers to please come up here. I'm going to pray for you. You know, I have learned this that there are things because God has made men and women different there are things that God will show to you that even if you slap your husband over he will never see it be quiet angel <laughs> and that's that discerning part of you that is part of your life that God has given to you you can discern things. You can see that you feel. And so you see that. Use it positively for your family. No threats. Use it with wisdom so that you build your family. You know, the Bible talks about women that have torn down their home with their own hands. They see things, and instead of using wisdom, they go about it the wrong way. And they tear down their families. And before long, it's too late. I was with a girl when I was working in my medical center. She said, my husband loved me. I said, well, what happened? She said, they left. I said, why? She didn't know. I was, I was, she said, I acted really badly towards him. But it was too late. She couldn't stop it. He was gone. 
you can use that influence on your children and your husband, helping the kids, being gentle, speaking to them. You might not want to hear, but keep it up. God will work for you. Today, I want to pray for God to give you wisdom in your family. I believe every one of you here will raise great kids. And if they are not, if they are already grown, they are not great yet, they will be great. Can I hear an amen? They will be great. God's going to do it. I firmly believe that it's never too late with God. Never too late. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing today, because I believe it's never too late. I can still do some things for the kingdom of God, even though God called me in my later years. No, no. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but I want to pray for God to give you all wisdom. For the kids, what to say to them, how to handle them, how to handle your own. Because I firmly believe you are the glue holding the family together. You are that person. And tell God to give you wisdom. Would you put your hand on your chest as we pray? And you stretch your hands here over to uh, Marvis this morning. Father God, I pray for divine wisdom according to your word. These are the ones that will pull the family together. And their children will always remember them. Hundreds. Because of their role, because of their kindness, their kind words to them. The husband, the same, as is reading in Proverbs 31. Lord, I believe you can make every one of these standing before you. That scripture, the fulfillment of that scripture, Proverbs 31, to do according to your word. Give them, O oh God, divine wisdom. To do all that you have called them to do. To understand their ministry in their home. Their place in their home. To raise up godly kids. Godly seeds. That your name will be glorified. Thank you Father. In Jesus name. And God's people said. Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.